0: wellnesscouch.com streaming wellness into your lives welcome to the wellness guys show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Christophe and Dr. Brett Hill welcome to the wellness guys I'm Lawrence Tam I'm Damien Christoph and I'm Brett Hill and this is the wellness guys show weekly show dedicating bring wellness into our lives and today we're going to talk about something really special um something that uh Brett and i don't do but yet damien does it is a certain drug that a choice that he does uh i, do, single, drugs. Yeah, I do, does do drugs yeah he does drugs he does drugs and uh, most of you will probably be doing this drug every single people day do this drug yeah heaps
1: there. of people do this drug you make it sound like a bad thing lt they actually drug store. <laughs> this type
0: of drug has actually had drug stores all around the world and it's like on every corner I don't, I don't know. It's not a bad thing. I just don't drink it. Um, so let's talk about caffeine. <laughs> so since you are the expert on this particular drug of choice, Well, tell us...
1: I don't know. I'm not going to say I'm an expert. I I, I feel like he's coming to me. But it was well, Brett's you're suggestion. an expert between it's, the
0: three of us, I guess. It's, it's
1: Brett's suggestion to talk about this tonight. So yeah, okay. let's get Brett to start off, shall
2: we? Beautiful. All right. So, so talking about coffee, <laughs> I'm just going to lay David in it. No, it's all good. Um, talk about coffee. Obviously, as you said, it's something that so many people drink, and so we thought it'd be good to talk about. Why people drink coffee, and you know the benefits of coffee, because there are some benefits of coffee, and then I guess also the downside of coffee, because there are some drawbacks from having coffee as well. Um, sure. And I know Damien likes to talk. I'm no doubt talking a little bit about when to have coffee if you are going to have coffee, because yes. um, I've, I've definitely heard Damien talk about that before as well. And so, um, yeah. So let's let's get into it. And so, you know, I guess one of the things that we always hear about in terms of coffee is is the antioxidant, you know, benefit that you get from having caffeine and coffee. Um, there's certainly there's certainly an element of that to it. There are some antioxidants in in coffee and caffeine products and tea and all those sort of things. Um, and and I guess that's what we should talk about as well. Is if we can talk about caffeine, we can talk about coffee, we can talk about tea, we can talk about herbal teas, we can talk about you know that whole range there as well. Because you know for me, coffee was something I used to drink quite a lot of. I used to drink it pretty regularly on a on a daily basis. In fact. I used to even go to the to the extreme of having guarana tablets when I went out at night. I'd be, you know, taking guarana tablets to keep me up and about, and and so I could party all night. And uh, mm-hmm. so for me, it was a very gradual process of going from from that to just having coffee, or in fact, first of all, to having just having coffee, and then having coffee without milk and sugar, and then having black tea, and then eventually now, well, and then having green tea, and then now to having much more herbal tea with the occasional green tea as well. And so that's been a, a process for me where and, – and what I really realized was that for me it was that I was having coffee to boost my energy levels back up again because I was getting flat and worn out mm-hmm. and I realized that actually it was contributing for me to me feeling flat and worn out because it was giving me that burst of energy and then I was crashing afterwards and had to have more caffeine to, to stay awake and to keep going. And it wasn't actually that the lack of caffeine that was a problem, it was just – the the lifestyle i think more than anything that was the problem so let's
0: let's talk about that because we're going to talk about the benefits of caffeine and like i said and we're going to talk a little bit about you know why people take caffeine but let's let's kind of stay on track on that about you know the addiction of the addictive nature of caffeine i guess you know are people addictive to caffeine and you know because it i noticed a lot of people you know they might start off with a coffee but then they actually kind of go it's like any drug they almost have to kind of get more of it they either drink multiple quantities or they get stronger and stronger so, do you find that with patients or clients, or you know do you find that people you know have that need for increasing the dosage simply because it's not enough anymore when you over sort of overuse it Damien
1: sorry, boys, my computer started making a whole lot of noise, so I thought I should just mute myself out but uh look here's the th- the thing with caffeine is that yes, it's addictive for many people um and and, there's, other, and primary, there's a number of different reasons why it might be addictive. One, it could be addictive because people um, often don't manage their energy levels well and they rely on caffeine to prop them up, in which case it's probably not a safe thing to do, which we should talk about. Um, there's obviously the, there's a biochemical process which makes it um, addictive, in which case there's the neurostimulant effect of caffeine, which uh, we will touch on and talk about later on. Um, there's also the – I think we need to distinguish between what we're talking about with caffeine and are we talking about caffeine as the drug itself or the enjoyment from drinking coffee or the enjoyment from drinking tea or the, you know, maybe the other the side effects or drawbacks of drinking Coca-Cola or a caffeinated beverage like, um, you know, Red Bull or – or monster fee, or monster or those or mother, you know, all those sorts of things, you know. So, you know, what are we really talking about here? Are we just talking about caffeine or are we talking about the beverages that might contain caffeine? I suppose that's a good question to actually talk about or good thing to talk about too. So if we're just talking about coffee, which is probably the most widely consumed um, beverage next to water on the planet, By by most people, Uh, actually, probably now it would be tea because there's so so many tea drinkers uh, throughout Asia. But even caffeine or coffee is making its way through there, you know, in in large amounts. If we're talking about the beverages, if we're talking about the beverages, uh, certainly there's a degree of enjoyment that comes from drinking those as well. That's not associated with the addiction. Um, which we, we should uh, have a bit of a talk about as well. But I was, I was leading in before <laughs> to the DNA. So the DNA or the gene effect, so some people can actually um, you know, metabolize caffeine very, very effectively and other people can't metabolize caffeine
2: very, very effectively, in which case that can be um, hugely detrimental to their health. So, Tama, I've got a question for you. I've, I've got some friends who do like their coffee and their caffeine. And so yep. one of one of them was one of the mates I play cricket with. He told me on Saturday morning, we were getting ready to play cricket. And yep. uh, he he said, I really need a coffee. I said, okay. He said, yeah, if I don't get my coffee before 10 a.m., I'll get a headache every single day. And yep. then my other friend, he gets up in the morning. And if he doesn't have a coffee first thing in the morning, he actually can't get his bowels moving. So how does that work? Uh, how, what's the mechanism for each of those? <laughs> I know okay. you like talking talk about poo, Damo, so I just thought yeah, I'd just yeah, get let's you let's start right with the there. poo one
1: then. We'll start with the poo one. I got pretty excited about that one. So th- this, the, your mate who can't move his bowels without, um, without having a caffeine injection um, probably could go and do some exercise and get the same effect. So that'd be pretty amazing. You know, if he just went out and punched out a few Ks, he'd probably punch out a few bowel movements too and that'd be fantastic. Uh, it, it Really, what we're looking, there, looking for there is a sympathetic... Effect on the body, and so he's looking to excite his sympathetic nervous system by having a pharmaceutical, not a a non-pharmaceutical drug, um, in the form of caffeine from his coffee. Now, I think there's better reasons to actually have coffee than to move your bowels. However, it does work, and most people should expect a bowel movement within about ten minutes of having caffeine, uh, you know, in their diet. And if they don't get that, then they're probably already a little bit supercharged on caffeine and need a bit too much caffeine because you should have a sympathetic response within the body by about 10 minutes after consuming it. So for that bloke, your mate, who's uh, not moving his bowels that caffeine, he probably should go and do some exercise first and then if he needs to have some caffeine later, he could do it later on. Now, for the bloke who gets a headache, um, if he doesn't get caffeine before 10 o'clock, he's got a pretty significant addiction, you know, and his, the half-life of caffeine in his body is probably um, the duration from when his last caffeinated beverage is all the way through to about 10 o'clock, in which case he starts to get withdrawals. So either he has a very, very quick um, removal of caffeine from his body, which is probably not a bad thing, um, or he has a highly addictive physiology, in which case that can also be another genetic thing too. And maybe he's become addicted to the stuff um, and doesn't clear it out very quickly, and he's, you know, just sluggish or tardy. So you shouldn't get a headache if you have to go off caffeine. If you do, you have you have become a bit addicted to it and, uh, and and maybe you need to make a few changes or just give yourself a bit of a break from it for a little bit.
0: And there's silence. Yeah, I'm just blown away by the answer. <laughs> Actually, just funny about uh, with, with caffeine. Actually, I was just reading something um, today. Actually, it was, I just picked up this book um, by uh, Robert Cialdini, which is um, the, you know the the godfather of influence. And um, in sort of called 50 Secrets of Science for Persuasion. I just literally just flipped through the pages. And it was one of the pages, only a two-page thing. And it was reading about caffeine, about this drug of uh, persuasion. I'm like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And this is totally off topic, but I think it's it's relevant to caffeine. But basically what it says is that uh, they did a study uh, with these people where they would um, give them orange juice. And they would actually spike the orange juice with caffeine, almost, um, I think, two shots of espresso equivalent. And uh, they read these, um, I guess, positive, good arguments, and they, they, they found that 35% of the people um, were actually more persuasive to that particular argument after drinking coffee compared to someone who didn't drink the coffee at all. So uh, if you're going to have a business meeting, you're supposed to have it uh, at a coffee shop and uh, after, in, in the morning. So <laughs> How about that, yeah. So it, it does obviously affect the brain. That's what my, my point it is. Does it is that affect does the affect brain. the brain um, as yeah. long as it was a sound argument. But so caffeine is is obviously a um, a drug that, or, well, quote unquote drug that can affect the brain chemistry. Would you like to just expand on the fact that we talked about you know, Coca-Cola, we talked about Red Bull and Mother and all those drinks. How does that compare to coffee like in terms of content and how does it actually affect? Because obviously you got the sugar added into it too. You know, how does that impact our body physiologically and
1: biologically?
2: Well, Brett, have you got any, anything to say on that?
1: before
2: I go into that? Well, well, essentially, it's a stimulant. I mean, so you've got to be really careful of it, particularly, I think, probably what's been coming out most recently is a lot of research into how it affects kids in their brains Um, because any stimulant like that obviously can affect adults, but it's going to affect kids to an even larger degree. They're even more sensitive to that. Um, And often... Well, some of them are actually quite – I was going to say often not as conditioned to it, but some of them are really conditioned to it. I mean the, the quantities of some of these energy drinks that, that kids are drinking that are full of caffeine and full of sugar um, are really high and there's some, there's some pretty clear research suggesting that that's not good for them. It's not good for their brain and their neurological development. So I think we need to be really careful with that. And I, and I think that same thing can happen to a lesser degree as we start looking towards adults as well. So I do think we need to be conscious of this caffeine, particularly when we start talking about – some of those energy drinks, which do have high levels of caffeine, and you know, some people drinking. I mean, I've, I remember speaking in the last year or two, speaking to a labourer who was having ten of those energy drinks a day. Um, so you know, some people are having really high quantities of those drinks, um, and that's that's pretty dangerous in terms of brain and neurological development. Hmm.
1: It's, well, been- it's it's interesting. I'll just I'll just move on with that a little as well. And I was reading a study. Oh, I don't know. It must have been a few months ago. Now, I think – and they were actually saying that um, the way in which caffeine works – because, you know, I think about this all the time, boys, because you do you do hit me up about it from time to time. And, and I was thinking, am I making myself a bit silly? Am I getting dumber from having caffeine? And so I thought maybe I should understand a little bit more about it. I don't think it. it's so, the caffeine demo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. So, uh, so I um, – I thought I'd do a bit of reading and I dug around a little bit to try and understand the mechanisms of actions and and all those sorts of things. There's some big long words and big long chemical names for the actions that it takes place in the brain. But essentially, um, it went on to say that the action in the brain was that it enhances and speeds up the the rate at which the brain burns through fuel. So caffeine actually accelerates the rate at which the brain burns through fuel um, and therefore improves short-term memory recall. So that was pretty good. Yeah. I was thinking but That's, that's the
2: point though, isn't it, Damo? It's a bit like having a fire though, right? Like if you have a fire burning and you throw yeah. heaps of kindling on it, right, then yes. it's going to burn really fast in the short term. So you're going to get a short-term increase in improvement, but long-term yes. you're actually going to get a decrease in improvement, right? Whereas, that's right. You know, if you throw logs onto the fire, then you're going to get a, you know, a slower take-up, but it's going to actually you know be better in the long run. And I think that's a good analogy for how it works with caffeine
1: yeah well that's correct, and so the next point that I was about to say was is that what actually happens then is that there's a a decrease in blood flow to the brain as a result of that, and so there's what they call a hypoperfusion of uh, of blood to the brain uh resulting in a lag and so this is where people can actually end up having their headache um, or maybe a bit of a dull moment after having had a caffeine hit so I found that uh was quite interesting not that not that um you know, everybody will, exp- will experience that because that they can vary, you know, widely across, you know, many, many different people. But the general effect is that there's an improvement in short-term memory recall because of the burn-through fuel, but the resultant decrease in fuel availability later on uh, results in a bit of a, d- a dead patch. And so that's that three, thirty, four o'clock fatigue that many people feel in, in the day, especially if they're starting off with caffeine in the morning.
0: Well, it's also the caffeine effect on sleep, right? So it can yeah. produce insomnia, and um, you know, which obviously we know as part of wellness is actually a pretty important part uh, of being, being healthy. And so if you're ingesting, like you've been talking about that guy who drinks 10 you know, mothers a day, um, it's going to affect your, your sleep patterns. And by affecting your sleep pattern over long periods of time, it's going to really affect your health. And so it's not just like the effect of caffeine and, and drugs in the brain, but it's also the way it actually impacts our overall long health as well um yeah. just, just looking at some stats here um as we were talking i mean um, in a in a most ca- coffees i guess can range from 40 to 176 milligrams um you know so we're approximately averaging about 85 milligrams for in terms of uh, caffeine in a cup of coffee but um in coca-cola for example it's about on a 375 milliliters like a can of coke in australia it's about approximately 104 regulation says 145 milligrams per kilo of coca-cola drink so you're about 40 milligrams of caffeine in a can of coke so about half that but most 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 people don't forget and we can kind of get into this too as well caffeine is also in chocolate right yeah a cup of chocolate or chocolate milk contains about 150 to 300 milligrams so it's almost equivalent, if not more, caffeine in, in, in an ounce of sweet chocolate or a hot chocolate or chocolate milk drink than it is also in a cup of coffee. So it's not just people drinking coffee. It's people who are actually eating chocolate or drinking those chocolate milk stuff in the mornings as well that is also being affected.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting.
2: And have you got the numbers there, Lawrence, for T as well? Because that would be interesting just to see the, as a comparison.
0: Um, I don't have the number for T at this. Um, not, not that I can well, see. Well, boys,
2: him. I'm actually
1: I'm – on, I'm on the Red Bull site right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the side, right? <laughs> well, I better
2: check a bit of this out. I'm, I'm glad you're clarifying. You're, you're acknowledging your sources there, Damo. That's good. <laughs> they, the Red Red they may be a little bit biased.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, here they say – here. this is what they say because the numbers are very different to what Lawrence has just said. And, and that's interesting too because so, it says the Red Bull energy – Drink contains about the same amount of caffeine as a cup of coffee, which is 80 milligrams. So interesting because they say here that a filled cup of coffee is 90 milligrams. The range is somewhere between 70 and 127 milligrams, right? Instant coffee, 79 milligrams. Doesn't say espresso coffee because, like Lawrence said, I would have thought that um, espresso would have a lot of uh, caffeine in there. They say that a cola drink, and they don't make any stipulation to the type of cola. Um, is somewhere between 30 to 60 milligrams. So a bit less than what you said, LT. But then they go on to say that black tea is somewhere between 26 and 116 milligrams of caffeine um, per, per cup of, of black tea. So that's interesting. And of course, that'll be the same for green tea or white tea um, because it's the same plant.
2: Yeah, and it it ranges a lot with the teas as well, and this is the same with green tea because some people think that the green tea is going to be less caffeine, but it's not always the case. Like Some of the green teas are actually really high in caffeine, and it actually amazes me how many people think that green tea doesn't have caffeine. I actually get people asking me that all the time. They say, really? Green tea has caffeine still in it? So it's, it's amazing how many people think because green tea has been so well marketed as, I guess, the healthier option, people assume that it doesn't have perhaps the caffeine in it. I'm not sure. But uh, but it's important to understand that even green tea can have pretty high levels of caffeine in it as well. Hmm.
0: So one of the interesting things is the psychological aspect of actually drinking coffee and drinking a caffeinated drink just because you're tired. You know, obviously we've been as a society we know that if we're tired we go grab a caffeine drink because that's what boosts. That's what we've been told, that we've been sold that idea. Um, yeah. And is that a problem? Do you guys see that as being a problem? Obviously, we kind of do, but you know, what are some <laughs> of the alternatives to, for someone who may be feeling that way? Because I know a bunch of listeners right now will be saying, well, I, I rely on my coffee. I need my coffee. Yeah. You know? So what are some of the steps for someone to go, okay, well, instead of drinking a coffee, what else can they do to increase their, um, their energy levels? Well,
2: I've got a confession to make first, Lawrence, which is that I do sometimes the, drink the, coffee. The, the, so, oh, I'm t- oh, probably- really? That's it? Yeah, really? yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, pro- <laughs> so probably, probably, oh, about, okay. probably about All two or three issues. times a year when I'm absolutely these desperate issues. and I haven't had any sleep and I've got something that I absolutely have to do, I will actually have a coffee for that reason as a short-term thing to get through what it is that I need to do. Uh, but the rest of the time, the other 362 days of the year, i pretty much <laughs> do exactly what you said, Lawrence. I recognize the fact that, I do, you know, I'm I'm low on energy for a reason, and it's not a coffee shortage that's uh, that's doing that. It's actually that I just need to get some sleep, uh, or I need to, you know, look at my lifestyle, look at how I'm organizing my life, and uh, and make sure I'm doing that better, eating better, exercising, all of those sort of things, uh, because then I do better and I function better. So I do occasionally do that, and I understand why people do that, but I think if you're having to do that every day or on a really regular basis then you really need to look at not just the caffeine, but you need to look at what you're doing in the rest of your life that's making you feel like you need to do that caffeine all the time if that's the reason you're drinking coffee.
1: Mm. Mm. Look, I love a coffee.
2: I love it. And I I went to
1: um, Malaysia in the middle of the year and the coffee in Malaysia sucks, right? It's not nice. And I'm sorry for those people who live in Malaysia hearing me say that, but I just didn't enjoy it. I don't want to go to Starbucks because I don't enjoy that coffee. I actually like a really nice coffee, right? So Starbucks just doesn't cut it for me. Now... I, um, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, Bretto, uh, with the effect of caffeine, and certainly when I drink coffee, um, I do feel an effect on my body. Um, and if I have one too many coffees, which could be two, and some days I will admit, you know, I've had a third coffee. Um, I definitely feel like my heart and my brain and my body is just out of control. Now there are some people out there that might be having eight. Um, or nine or ten coffees a day. And they don't blink they an eyelid at that. You know, I actually met with my accountant recently and he has about 10 coffees a day. And it, just, it blows my mind that people can actually do that sort of stuff. But many people will actually go and they'll quote a lot of research about the benefits of caffeine. And they'll say anything from it increases uh, memory to uh, it detoxes the liver, it can improve your bowel movements, which we just heard, can stimulate hair growth, um, it can ward off Alzheimer's prevents eyelid spasm. I've heard all of these sorts of things, right? So you kind of go, wow, far out. Is there really all that research? And look, there is some research that actually goes there. But of course, the people who grow the stuff are probably going to be wanting that research to say that sort of thing. There was a book that I read some years ago called The Caffeine Advantage. And, uh, and that was about 190 pages of just all the great things that caffeine could do. Um, and of course, they're talking about naturally occurring caffeine. So the caffeine that occurs in the plant, not the caffeine that occurs in the tin Um, there's a big difference there. I think that the the caffeine that naturally occurs in the plant or the bean is different to the caffeine that actually is a powdered form that's added to a beverage.
0: Well, I think, you know, I I have no doubt in my mind that caffeine would serve as a benefit. You know, I'm sure there's got to be some benefits to caffeine itself. I I have no doubt about that. But the thing is, is that when we hear research like that, is that we almost self-justify that, oh, it's okay. So then you just go back to your regular dosage anyways, but not really reading the research and go like, it might be one cup of coffee a day, you know, or yeah. one cup of coffee a week or something like that. You know what I mean? They just go, oh, coffee's good, so I'll just keep on drinking my 10 cups of, you know, mother a day. Um, yeah. and one and- of the
2: interesting bits of research I looked at, LT, was actually looking at the energy benefits of caffeine and, and what it actually showed was that whilst caffeine gave you a spike, then there was that crash afterwards and that gradually over time, the spike got less high and the crash got lower and, until basically what happened was these people were drinking their caffeine just to get back to The level they were at to begin with, before they had any caffeine, like when you know, just back to the sort of quote unquote normal level of non-caffeine drinkers, they actually had to have their caffeine just to get back to there. So, whilst it created an improvement compared to what they were like before they drank the caffeine, it was actually just getting them back to almost like a normal level. And I wouldn't, I mean, that was obviously just in terms of the energy benefits, but I wouldn't even be surprised if that was the same in terms of the mental and other benefits as well. Mm. You know, kind of like any drug, the more you have of it, the more you come acclimatized to it. Well, you know, the more you actually need it just to get back to that normal, appropriate level.
1: Well, that's the
0: scary part, right? So my fear is it's the younger kids, like the younger generation, the teenagers um, that have access to, you know, mothers and Red Bulls and Coca-Cola. Yeah, And absolutely. and I'm just thinking back, you know, when I was in, back in university, I remember, I think it was my first year university. This is when I was like 19 years old. This is a long time ago. It was probably 20 years ago, right? And, and so- So old. I'm so, so old. Yeah, I'm so old. And, and I remember, <laughs> you know- you know you're studying for exams i was at university of waterloo studying for exams. i was bloody tired i was sleeping at two o'clock in the morning you know you get up at seven o'clock for classes and stuff and you just do those all-nighters and and you it got to a point where during finals i go you know what i need like an energy. i need some sort of energy just like you brett um but the thing is is that at that time i, I mean i didn't drink coffee i didn't have anything like that so I, I remember going down to get something called i think it was called jolt And it was like, basically at the time it was, uh, uh, you know, like it was (laughs) like, yeah, it was like, just, it's like rocket fuel. It's like, like a red bull nowadays, I guess. And it wasn't as common. It was Coca-Cola or, you know, this jolt was like extra caffeine. Right. I was like, okay, I'll just try this out. And man, was I wired. Like, my body chemistry was all over the place. Richard Lawrence
2: saw cafe. He's I already <laughs> been mad. I was thinking like this,
1: right? Mean, <laughs> 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 it'd, it'd be like
2: when I listened to his podcast on Tuesday. On Tuesday just yeah. like that.
1: That's right. You know what it is? It's that it'll be the message at the end, you know, the disclaimer that we've got. It goes, this has been a production of the Whittlescatcher.com. You know, like they're really fast all the time. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a production of the
0: Whittlescatcher.com. Oh, C- <laughs> but you know, it's, that's the thing, though, right? Because, you know, as a teenager or, you know, I was, you know, out of, just getting out of the teenage years. But, you know, you're thinking, like, you know, if when I need energy... Um, this is where I'm going to go after, and they went after that market, right? I mean, look who Red Bull and all those guys who promote to—they're younger age. And but the thing is, is that they're going to go after it. And sure, the one—the first couple of times it could be a bit heavy hits, and then all of a sudden they're just going to keep on drinking because they—they they love the effect. But it's the addictive nature that I worry about in terms of their health long-term, um, in terms of when they get into their 20s and all the other health side effects. Because let's face it, when you're in your 20s, like, you, know, you don't care about anything in terms of your health because you, you, you blitz through it. When you hit your 30s, things start slowing down and all of a sudden your health starts, you know, your health problems start showing up.
1: It's actually not the addictive stuff that worries me the most with the kids. Mm-hmm. It's that as their brain develops and they're trying to pack their brain full of information, mm-hmm. Um, the reduction in blood flow to the brain caused by the caffeine is probably the biggest challenge because whilst their short-term memory recall will be good, they might wake up, they start to develop a behavior associated with drinking coffee and they start to use a language that says, I need to have my coffee before I get to school or I need to get to have my, my coffee or I can't start my day. So they hear this sort of language from their parents or from their aunties and uncles or whoever else they're hearing it from and then they start to believe it themselves. So that sets up a poor eating behavior, mm. um, they might not have food first, they might do caffeine you know, first and then they're craving a heap of stuff later on that uh, will make them make poor choices. But the effect on their ability to learn is significant. So whilst their short-term memory recall and they might seem smarter in the class, their recall long-term down the track will be affected.
2: And that's the thing I want to talk about as well, Tommy. You talk about making poor food choices after because one of the things the caffeine can do because it's a stimulant is switch on that sort of stress response in the body a bit as well. And so that can actually cause people to make different food choices as a result. So if that stress response is on, then they're more likely to want to crave sugary and fatty foods. Uh, and so it can actually lead to a cascade of other things as well where they're going to feel more stressed. They're going to have you know, – they're just not going to make as good of choices I don't think afterwards either. So I think that's an important thing to consider that if you are switching on that stress response, then that's going to have a whole raft of other effects. And we've certainly spoken about that quite a few times in a number of other, other episodes too.
0: Hmm. So let's talk about a bit of solution. We've got a few minutes left before this um, – you know this podcast is finished but what are some of the effects okay so we talked a little bit about you know what you should do in terms of you know if you're you know quote-unquote addicted to caffeine but what are some of the steps what okay damon you would know this please let's let's get it clear when if you're going to have caffeine how much should you have and when is it when is it appropriate what time what place to actually have that caffeine
1: it does vary a lot between the individual, I must say, LT, um, because you know g- genetically we're not all the same. This is the thing. That is and so, so true, though,
0: isn't it? I remember yeah. doing my DNA testing, and I really don't do well with caffeine.
1: Yeah. See, and with me, I could I can have it without a problem. And I don't know where Brett sits with this because I'm not sure if you've, you've done your DNA yeah. test yet, Brett. but but um, you know, I it, for me, well, it's not a bad thing, right?
2: Yeah, I I don't need a DNA test, Damoc, because I know that if I have coffee, I will sweat, I will get jittery, I will get nervous. Yeah, yeah, like a a full on, like that's when I realized I didn't used to when I had it all the time, but once I stopped doing it, then I went back to having it, I realized, wow, this is actually a drug. Like, this actually has a real noticeable physiological effect on my body. It's quite extraordinary. Yeah, well that is incredible. Um so I will just say that um
1: ideally it have food fuel going into the body first, okay? So that's that's the best thing. So start the day with some fuel, um or get you know start the day with a bit of exercise and then have some fuel. And then later on once the food is all digested, if you still need to have some drugs, then the drug would be um some kind of caffeinated beverage preferably, um tea. Uh, If you want to go with coffee, then go with the coffee. But don't go for the fizzy ones because the fizzy ones aren't ideal. They're not the best way to go for your body because of the sugar, the carbonate, um, the other bits and pieces that add to it could be the colors, the sweeteners, um, especially the ones that claim there's no calories and taste exactly the same as the ones that have sugar. You know, Those sorts of things are definitely not good for the body and have other effects on the nervous system that are massively challenging for the nervous system. So stay away from those ones. But I suppose the point is that you – Make sure you have fuel in the body first. Wait at least 90 minutes before you actually put in a caffeinated beverage and uh, you'll have a more suitable effect on the body than a negative effect on the body
0: great i mean that's uh, that, that i hope that clears it up and obviously these are just our opinions it's not necessarily the um uh, you know because we're, we're not obviously experts in caffeine but i think it's important to know a couple of things i take away from this podcast number one number number one is that you got to know that caffeine is a drug right it does have an effect on your body whether you like it or not number two i think you got to choose it appropriately you know um yes there's also i mean you got to think about the social factors right when people go out for coffee there's going to be some social benefits of just kind of getting together and hanging out drinking coffee but you know also think about how many you're drinking like in terms of why are you drinking in the first place you know the how do you actually need 10 a day and i think you need to find alternatives possibly to actually for you better for the betterment of your health to actually choose something you know, a little bit better than just drinking continual coffee just to kind of get get your energy up. So um, I hope you guys got a lot out of that. It's just us talking about caffeine and the effects on health and wellness. And I hope you guys uh, well, actually, why don't you go to our Facebook page, go to facebook.com slash the wellness guys or the wellness couch out there. And why don't you actually go there and tell us whether you drink coffee, whether you think it's a drug, what do you think is addictive or not? And, um, you know, while you're there, make sure you like us on Facebook and number two share this podcast with your friends or families and other strangers you think that need a wellness update and subscribe to us on itunes while you're there and leave a five-star rating and leave a comment on itunes so until next week begin creating wellness into your lives Lead by example and let's change the world's health together join us next week on the wellness guy show